Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast. I am super excited to welcome my good friend, Melissa Price, here today. She is an amazing woman. She has raised two fine young children. Well, they're older now, but yeah, and <laughs> they're awesome. And she has gone on a journey of her own that we are excited to hear about today. And I just want to read a little bit from her bio because she says she's passionate about empowering youth and young adults to accomplish their unique life missions through overcoming feelings of low self-worth, negative self-talk, and feeling stuck. And she does this in a very creative way that I enjoy learning more about. So, Melissa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Molly. <laughs> and I would love for you to just start off by just telling us a little bit more about you and your journey to how you got to where you are today and how you came up with this passion in your life and started following it. All right. Well, when I was five and we had an all about me book that we filled out in first grade, um, one of the things that it asked was, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wrote down teacher. And I, cause I loved my first grade teacher and I just thought that was the end all be all. And so, um, it's interesting as I look back, I never did get to, um, finish college and get a teaching degree. And yet I wound up teaching for 20 plus years, homeschooling to my own kids and to other people's kids. And I, I just love our kids. I love our youth. And, um, and looking back when I was a kid, um, I didn't have the best childhood. I had parents who did the best that they could, but I was raised in an abusive situation. And so as I grew up, I did have those times where I was stuck. I did have those times where I was really frustrated and talking negatively to myself because I had this anger inside me that I didn't attribute to how I grew up in my abuse, but once I got older and started doing counseling and, and finding tools to, to manage my emotions, um, I realized it was, it had to do with that abuse. And so, um, so I have, uh, kind of fast forward to, to the youth today that I've worked with, just in getting to know them and falling in love with them. I, recognize their challenges are very similar. They are struggling with what to do with their emotions. They are struggling with, um, you know, how do I, how do I find my path? And, and so I just have this huge desire to help them and to help them know um, how to find that path and to help them to enjoy the journey and really to manage their emotions is kind of what I've honed into. So. which is so important, especially when we look around at our world today and we're like, wow, or look on social media, 
I'm like, holy cow, when did it come, become acceptable to just vomit all our emotions on other people? Oh, well, maybe during the pandemic, I don't know, but that's maybe one of the bad things that is coming out of this, <laughs> making yeah. that socially acceptable. But I think more than ever, we need to learn about emotional intelligence. And that's not really something that you just learn in school. I don't know. Right. About you. Did you? I didn't. <laughs> No, and I didn't learn it from my parents either, and I don't know that they learned it from their parents. Like, there's no manual that comes with kids, right? And um, and I think socially, like, there was a generation where they just didn't talk about their emotions. It wasn't acceptable. And so they kept them bottled up inside, and yet they would turn to these addictions, you know, alcoholism and, and drug abuse and pornography. Like, it's just escalated into to different things or some similar, but um, they, you know, we all tend to have our addictions. We all turn to tend to turn to things that bring us temporary comfort. And, um, and so it's not crazy to think that we've swung from there to this other end of the about in social media when we feel it's okay because I'm not right there having responses back in my face and I can tell everybody how I feel, you know? And so it's, it's, uh, it's tough. It has such a, an effect on our mental health, our physical health, our social health, when we are either holding back all those emotions because we don't feel like we can share them or when we're just spewing them forth. And sometimes because we're holding them, for so long than it does be forth, and it's just not pretty either way for us. So that is an interesting way to put it too. It is kind of like a big old pendulum, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's even more localized just within one person where we're like, yeah. you know, swinging back and forth, and that does make for a more up and down life and it makes it very stressful and I think that's something that we have seen in our society is that there is a lot more anxiety and stress going on just with everyone and I think a big part of that is because we haven't learned how to regulate our emotions. Yeah and it's tough because we're losing our kids, we're lo losing our connection to them, we're losing them to soothe addictions and it's just it's tough oh. I think our the internet skipped for a second there but I think you said we are losing them to suicide and and addictions and losing the uh, connection there and yeah and suicide obviously is like the worst case scenario and yeah. it's on the rise and I think this is a topic that we need to talk about more is how do we manage our emotions more? So why don't you tell us where you start with that when you, you're teaching the teenagers or even kids or how, how do you start? Well, that's a good question. Um, I actually was asked to teach a group of moms about how to help their kids manage their emotions just because I had been learning how to manage my own emotions for a lot of years, been working on that. And, um, and somebody asked me to teach. And as I was studying what I could say to this group, and they had a lot younger kids than I was used to teaching myself, um, 
I started coming up with this idea for this game that helps to teach emotional regulation. And um, it just came to me like it was kind of a divine download. And I started, I made a mock-up of this game and started playing it and it became a thing, <laughs> became a real thing, um, which was really fun. But um, play is a super great way to teach. And it's, um, it's so much better to be preemptive in our discussions about emotions and in our learning about um, regulating our emotions rather than when our kids are either in a tantrum. And what do we tend to do? Like, how are you feeling? What's going on? Let's fix this, right? Oh, wait, hold on. That's not <laughs> what I tend to do. Oh, well. That's <laughs> <laughs> that nice. I'll be like, hey, this Knock is it off. not acceptable. You cannot yeah. be spewing all your garbage on your sibling and hitting them. True, true. <laughs> yes. But you're saying when you have some techniques, that's probably not going to happen like that very effectively because the kid's in a meltdown and not listening. Right. They're not ready to figure out what is their emotion and what is it teaching them and all of that stuff. They're in the middle of the emotion. So let's practice just allowing that emotion and letting it out so that we can get to the point where we look at what's the message from that emotion and how can I proceed. So that's really what uh, the game allows us to do is to practice the beginnings of emotional uh, regulation. And, um, and I, I love it. I'm getting all kinds of great feedback about how it's helping people. So back up then, because we were earlier talking about how it, in previous generations, especially with our parents bringing us up, you know, emotions, emotions, let's go with emotions. Emotions, really talking about them was almost kind of taboo because it was like, if you're angry, then you must be bad. And somehow we got all these weird stories that we tell ourselves about emotion. And so we, that's probably one reason why we'd stop all of our emotion down in us because we know, okay, you can never be angry. That's no good. So talk to that a bit. Okay. I think I missed a little bit of what you said because the internet connection, but I believe you were talking about how it's not acceptable to share our emotions with people. Well, so yeah, and, and how we were brought up that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, because that's why we're saying that we've got this pendulum swing, but now because we were brought up that way, we want our kids to express their emotions, but maybe we go too far the other yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> and we just don't really know where that balance is inside. Right. Yeah, we um we aren't always comfortable with our emotions and people aren't comfortable with our emotions. We're not allowing ourselves to sit with them. And therefore we don't think we should let anybody else sit with them either. Um, so uh, that's one thing that playing this game can do for us is it allows us to, to just accept whatever emotion is we have. It, emotions are just our responses to 
thoughts we have and their physical feelings and um, we can either accept that we're feeling an emotion and just feel it and then allow it to go through us or we just like oh that's anger I hate that I don't want to feel it and so we think that we're blocking it out but it's really settling in us and coming back over yeah. and over again that that's a really good point because I think we do tend to label emotions as good or bad yes and even as parents we tend to do that to our kids yeah you know mm -hmm. <laughs> like saying that's unacceptable behavior or you can't feel like that we don't acknowledge that that mm -hmm. it's okay to have feelings right and and as I grew up and I felt this anger inside me um, and growing up in kind of a religious background um, in my teen years, I just thought anger was a bad thing. So I labeled it bad. And because anger was bad and I felt anger, I was bad. And I just carried this piece of me that I hated. Yeah. Um, so as I became a young mom, I did not want to carry my anger through to my parenting. I um, started getting into counseling. I started doing whatever I could to learn about how to manage um, that anger and understand how I got it in the first place. And so um, um, all emotions, they just have a message for us. So it, they're not good or bad. We can be discouraged and that's telling us we need to take heart with something you know there's something that we need to um turn around and look at anger is usually our boundaries being stepped on and it's kind of a secondary emotion and so if we can get past that anger to see what it is that's really going on it's usually covering a lot of grief um and if we can't get that that weighs heavy on us so they they all have a message for us they're not good or bad and if we can accept that and look for that message after we allow that emotion to move through our body and, and give ourselves that chance then we are learning some of the greatest stuff that we came here to learn really because if you think about it we um we have a full life because of our emotions like we cannot really get to the heights of joy if we haven't experienced the opposite the grief we can't really um get to peace unless we've known or or really appreciate peace i guess unless we've known some fear unless we've known um you know the opposite so so emotions color our lives they're not the end-all be-all but they definitely are a big part of how we learn so, so you could say that emotions are somewhat like a a measurement gauge to help us along our path or our journey yeah definitely if if we allow them to yes we can also our emotions can also stop us as well we can feel very stuck we can feel hopeless we can feel angry or frustrated at the the obstacles that come into our path mm -hmm. as well but really I, I think that's that's a good way to look at it is that emotions are really there just to help guide us but we don't often look, see it that way because emotions are emotional 
<laughs> right. <laughs> yep, that's true. And and we tend to recycle our learning opportunities when we aren't dealing with our emotions. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah. So if I'm um if I'm suppressing like the sadness and the grief that I feel, it's just going to pop up again in a similar situation because I haven't dealt with it. And I have all that grief from the past just right there in a situation that may be not all that grievous at the moment, but because I have not moved that emotion through my body, then it just makes things bigger and harder to deal with. And so, um, it's good to have some good emotional hygiene as we go along so that we're not carrying all that from our past. For sure. Let's go back for a minute here and let, um, talk more about how we're teaching the process of teaching kids about emotions and emotional, emotional management and emotional hygiene. So the first thing you say when you're teaching with your game, you want to help the kids, this is what I heard you say, recognize how the feelings feel. Yes. Why is that so important? Um, most adults, it is found, have five to seven words to describe how they feel. And they use them all the time. So I'm sad, I'm mad, I'm, you know. Frustrated. Yeah. yeah. So we have our go-tos, but it, if we can pinpoint exactly what it is we're feeling then much easier get to the message that that emotion has to us to be able to to uh, figure out how to move on so if i just say wow that situation really made me angry it could have made me angry because i was jealous it could have made me angry because um you know, for a completely different reason. Maybe I'm upset because I didn't meet my own expectations or somebody else didn't or whatever. There could be a plethora. And if I just leave it at anger, then I may not be able to pinpoint, well, what was it exactly so that I can figure out what's going on inside me and, and move on. Yeah, and I think part of that too is just recognizing that you're having a feeling. <laughs> You know, because sometimes yes. we will just throw it out there and just say, oh, that makes me so mad. But then we don't do anything about it. Exactly. <laughs> the first time, yeah, the first time I, I played Emotion Commotion with a family, there was a five-year-old girl that I was playing with. And she picked jealous. And we asked her, do you know what that word means? And she's like, nope. And so we just quickly said, okay, well, if your brother had an ice cream cone and you didn't, you really wanted one that feeling is jealousy. She is like, oh, got it. She could portray it. She, um, she learned, you know, really quickly how to pinpoint that. So the next time that she feels jealous, she can label it and go, oh, I'm jealous. So, and maybe they've had a discussion over, over that word as they're playing the game. And the next time she's like, okay, so I have options. I can either throw his ice cream cone on the floor so we both don't have one or I can find something else that I like or I can just you know <laughs> so you can preemptively think about these situations and like how would I handle it it's great to bring up discussions if you if you want to so you can practice before those moments happen yeah that is such a good um technique too is the pre-teaching yes that's yeah. what I love 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 
Can I um, really quickly explain the game and how it kind of teaches these things? Well, yeah, because the next thing I was going to say to you was the idea of putting this into a game is brilliant because a lot of times kids are like, stop talking to me about feelings, you know? <laughs> know. But you make it a game and wow, this is fun. So yeah, mm -hmm. tell us about it. And for those of you who have teens, especially teenage sons, at least in my life, <clears throat> and you ask, how do you feel? And they're like, fine. Yeah. Oh, that's daughters <laughs> It's not too. just sons, it's daughters <laughs> too, but, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's just, <laughs> let's talk about feelings while we're playing a game, because it's not stressful, right? It's not pointed, it's not, yeah, anyway. Um, so, I'll tell you in 30 seconds how to play the game, and then I'll explain all of the cool things it teaches. So you have an action card and an emotion card, and you do the action. This one says show the emotion by moving like a bee, and then you portray it in whatever emotion you've drawn. So if you had to move like a scared bee, how would you move? You want, you want me to? Actually, yes, I do. <laughs> that was a little bit wimpy bee, but I don't know. <laughs> I got the picture. I got the picture. Um, so, yeah, so another example might be um, um, making the sound of a pig. Here, I'll do this one, and I'll pick an emotion. You can guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, sound of a pig. A confused pig? Yep, you got it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> now, it's hard to keep my facial expressions out of that. That probably helped a lot. Um, that did. That did. But, but, but facial expressions can show emotion, so I think that's okay. Oh, they totally do. So, so in this deck, first of all, I have things to do with your body, like dancing around like a ballerina, or playing soccer, or air guitar and then there are sayings so you can just like say a phrase in the emotion there's singing um and then there's like uh making the sounds of things and i try to isolate it because i want us to be super aware of all the ways we are showing our emotions um because that will tune us into what we're feeling. We also have this opportunity to expand our emotional vocabulary because as we're guessing, we're throwing out all kinds of synonyms. And I just watched a TED talk recently that said there were like 35,000 words that describe emotions, which blew me away. Wow. We do not use, I mean, I don't use that many. And so um, even though there's like 48, um, emotion cards in this deck so you get familiar with a lot of them you're also getting um, familiar with all of the synonyms and that can be bring up some good discussion on what's the difference between irritated and frustrated right a lot of emotions are combinations of different emotions as well so um, so you expand your emotional vocabulary you get the opportunity to tune into people's body language and their voice. And um, that can help us develop some empathy. And then one thing that was kind of a, 
surprise to me is um, people do not share their emotions the same way. I don't know if I want to say it's a surprise, but um, it's just fascinating to play it and realize they show discouragement a totally different way than I do, even though we all feel it and it feels probably pretty similar. Um, so that helps me to realize not everybody's like me and I need to really tune in and pay attention and ask questions and get the full information and not just assume I know what's going on with somebody. Um, another thing is you play, you learn that you may not be coming across emotionally like you think you are. So it's really eye-opening eye that way. I love that. Um, I also, I also love my all play card. I have an all play card in here that asks you to be still for a few seconds and feel where that emotion is in your body and then share it with everybody. And so if I pick this all play and I picked, um, angry, for example, I feel my anger down in my gut. Like, where do you feel your anger? Oh, probably in my chest here. Right. Well, yeah. when I was taking the prototype out, I was visiting with a neighbor and he said that he felt anger in his head. He's like, that's easy. I feel it in my head. And I was like, huh. not, not, <laughs> not to his face, but I was just like, that's really different than from how I feel it. So fascinating. So that, that surprised me as I was going out with this game. But, um, so anyway, it's, it teaches us, uh, Empathy, it also teaches us the beginnings of um, emotional regulation because you're picking a card and just accepting that emotion. And then you're trying to figure out how do I feel it in my body and how do I portray it? So you're getting connected to that emotion. And then you're either talking it out, singing it out, moving it out, which is how we get our emotions helped. Right? And so we're yes. just. You don't have to tell anybody you're playing any of this good stuff. It's kind of like sneaking vegetables into your favorite dessert. They're learning it just by playing this fun icebreaker game. So I've, I've um, taken this game to business women's retreats and played for two hours at a time. <laughs> and we've just gotten to know each other. Um, I like how it connects everybody because you're just a tiny bit vulnerable with your emotions and you get to practice that and it just breaks down barriers, which is so, so cool. So um, I love that it's fun for all ages. I, I meant for kids and youth to take advantage of this learning opportunity, but it's been a great learning opportunity for adults as well. So. Oh, absolutely. And I'm gonna chime in here because I've played it. I've played it with adults and with kids and really it is fun for all ages. It is interesting, though, the older that people get, sometimes the harder it is to play the game. <laughs> it's, it's funny because we like to think that we're growing up and we know what we're doing, but yeah, you just, you learn different things. In fact, I had a friend, a couple of mutual friends of ours actually who played the games with their families and um, they both had a hard time with the word amusing. My friend that I was playing with, she was like, I've never felt this word before. What's wrong with me? I don't know what that means. <laughs> right. So, I mean, and, as, adults, um, I say, as adults, we learn things about ourselves. Yes, we it's do. It's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's really. And then our kids have the opportunity to teach us because one of the ladies who's never felt amused before, her young adult daughter will just go around and when they're in an amusing situation, she'll be like, mom, this is amusing. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. And the other thing that I love about this game too is that, I mean, this is a benefit you didn't mention, you kind of did, but I just want to point this out, is that it actually opens up the conversation and makes it feel safe. Yes. Like you were just saying with the daughter, mom, this is amusing. You know, <laughs> she would have never known. Right. That was even something to bring up, you know, but, but it's a great way to talk about feelings and, and make the conversation yeah, and I, safe. Yeah, it does. Um, one of my favorite things ever about this game is I had a bunch of young adults at my house on New Year's Day this year. and we played the game. It's kind of a favorite hangout game for young adults, which is fun. But um, we played the game for about an hour and a half, and we got to my all play card, and we shared whatever the emotion was, or, you know, where we felt that in our bodies. And then one of them says, Okay, so what is the emotion that you hate the most to feel, and why? And so we went around this group of 16 young adults and shared that with each other. And it was the most phenomenal hour long conversation that I didn't start other than providing the game. And it was, it was so cool. It was so cool. So it does open up some really neat opportunities for conversation. And that's really awesome. And, you know, one big reason why I wanted you to come on this podcast is because I do feel like as we're preparing kids for life to go on their own unique path, their own hero's journey, emotional regulation is, or emotional intelligence, whatever you want to call it, is such a great tool for their toolbox to, to know how to live and get moving through all the things that they have on their path. I mean, if they don't have that, mm-hmm. life is rough. I mean, it, it's hard. It really it's, is. You know, it's a roller coaster, but it's not a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on that roller coaster before. It isn't. You fun. know, me too. <laughs> yeah. The fun one is the one where you're going on adventures and they don't turn out like you want them to, but then you have the emotional intelligence to regulate it and to say, hey, this is an adventure. We just, you know, we went down a downhill, but now we're going to go back up and we get to control that. Yes. That's the fun roller coaster. (laughs) Absolutely. And I, and I love learning about different tools for emotional (gasps) regulation. is pardon my dog (laughs) this is the the opportunity of a lifetime is to just have this adventure motion and um i'm sorry my dog was distracting me that that we have for helping our kids once they've felt the feeling they've identified it this is like next step that i want to provide um, for our youth and for our kids, and they're as varied as people are varied. You know, what may work for me may not work for you when you're dealing with your anger. And so I, 
I want kids to step out in their gifts and their talents and really um, help shape their own emotional tools as well so that they can they can manage much more easily. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's where the, what you call emotional hygiene comes into play. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have our physical hygiene that is important in order for us to, you know, be socially acceptable, but also to present ourselves in our best light. Right. But mm -hmm. the emotional hygiene will do this, help us do the same thing, yeah. you know? So for emotional hygiene, you know, I love how you built in that whole idea into your game too, where how you can regulate your emotions or release your emotions through talking, singing, and writing. Mm -hmm. You want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think like meditation is big right now. Exercise we know is a great emotional release. There's a lot of things that we think about when we're thinking about emotional release. But being an educator in the homeschooling community, um, I've learned how each kid learns differently. And that's the a joyful thing about homeschooling is you have the opportunity to teach to kids how they learn a little bit more than public schools are able to. Um, and so the kids who need to be in motion all of the time to learn are very different from me. <laughs> so their meditation is not going to look the same as my meditation would. Their emotional release is going to need to be quite a bit different. And so I want to give a plethora of ideas to our kids, but I also want to kind of pointedly say, hey, you're somebody who needs to write. Here's different journal prompts here's ways to to release your emotion that way so that's kind of uh my gig is just looking at at nature how can we release our emotions out in nature for those people who are just so tied to nature that that's you know the language they speak right so. yeah and i love that of how we can learn all these different tools, but then we can find out what's going to work best for ourselves and we can help our kids find what will work best for them as well. But I think the important key is, is they just need to be even aware that this is a skill that's going to help them for the rest of their lives is they can learn how to manage their emotions. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I was just listening to a book and it mentioned that Ulysses Grant, you know, Civil War general, he, he was getting a picture taken. And the photographer was like, oh, we don't have enough light. So he sent one of his workers up to the roof to open up the skylight. But the worker fell through. And <laughs> of glass everywhere. And Ulysses Grant did not move. Because he had that much emotional regulation. I mean, everybody else was running to help him, I guess. But <laughs> he didn't let it phase him at all. Or, or he was just unflappable because he had learned how to regulate his emotions in times of crisis, which is what you want in a general, you know? <laughs> and that's, that's you, you want somebody who can understand how to regulate their emotions when they're on their hero's journey, if, for the hero themselves, right? If we can learn how to regulate our emotions instead of attaching oh, this is bad, I have to be frustrated and angry and then dump it all over the people and the people around you are scared of you, you know, that's not good. <laughs> that's going to be rough. And that's really how I used to be. 
as a teenager. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people were scared of me, but <laughs> you know, I was like, man, it probably would have good, been really good for me to learn that I had power over my emotions. Now, I may not be able to control what emotions actually come into me, but once they come, I can choose how long they stay and I can choose what to do with them. Yes. Yeah, it's and and when we feel an emotion, it's we feel it for 30 to 90 seconds. But it stays because of what we think about it and how we think about it. So we can feel that rush of like discouragement, but in the last 30 to 90 seconds, we can probably wait that out, right? Or we can find a way to just get that moving on out, but then we've got the opportunity to manage our thoughts and to, and to um, just practice yeah. about that discouragement. You know, if that discouragement that I feel means that I'm a terrible person because I got discouraged because I had an emotion, that stops me dead in my tracks from moving forward on that journey, right? Um, if I um, hate myself because of the anger that I have and the effect that it has on others and so I try to just swallow it, then I stop speaking my truth and I stop all kinds of things going on with myself and, and I'm just not as much me as I can be. And so um, practicing releasing that emotion and then changing our thoughts around what we're thinking about that emotion can shorten the roller coaster, right? Oh yeah. Well, and also it, it really gives you a sense of the true power that you have as a person when you realize you have that ability to control that and regulate that. You don't have to fly up the, off the handle at every little thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been there. I know what that feels like. I felt out of control. And so I tried to control everybody else around me. No right? fun. No fun. Because <laughs> they're not very controllable, I've found. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't like it. <laughs> they right. just don't like it. Anyway, I just want to thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today and sharing your wisdom about teaching kids emotional intelligence because it really is an important, important skill, not only for our kids, but for us as adults as well. And I find the beautiful thing is, is as I teach my kids, I learn it better too, <laughs> which is such right. a bonus, <laughs> right? Right. And as we do better than they Wait, as we do better than they learn, they learn. Yes, 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 yes. As we lead the way, they learn it better too, because then it's not just us saying, hey, this is a good idea for you to do, but I'm not willing to do it myself. <laughs> so you can find Melissa at and her game at emotioncommotion.com. Emotioncommotiongame.com. Oh, sorry. EmotionCommotionGame.com, and I believe you also have a Facebook page. I do. It's Creative Family Connection. And Creative Family Connection as well, if you want to connect there as well. But thank you so much for hopping on, and...
if you have any last word of advice, now's the time. Okay. <laughs> well, I just want to thank you for allowing me to be here. It's so fun to talk to you. And um, I just would encourage you to really give this game a try because it can connect you through laughter. And that's the best medicine, in my opinion. I do like that medicine. All right. Thank you much. Thank you much. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.